It's another Sunday evening and a very special event tonight. Our guest is the one and only Veronica Hart. Veronica, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Excellent. As you can see by the crowd, this was uh, quite an anticipated night for you. Hey, Kathy. How are you, honey? So, <laughs> we will, uh, uh, again, tonight is uh, Veronica Hart. Next week is the one and only Ember Snow. She'll be on uh, next uh, Sunday evening, so stay tuned for Ember Snow next week. But it is just fantastic to have you here tonight, Veronica. And uh, we certainly want to get into the, the questions and the comments. And, and I know there's a lot of uh, other fans that are just here to see you as well. Let's let's check in real quick with Eric Edwards because he said he wanted to be first. So we'll let uh, <laughs> Rob go ahead. Hi. Hi. Hey, Rob, how you doing, honey? Good to see you. I'm doing it's a problem that you first because you were the, my first and my last, so. <laughs> that was my number two question. <laughs> because, because I actually, I, I looked up uh, uh, the titles of movies and everything that you have been in, and I was trying to figure out um, what could possibly have been the first, and I came up with uh, Urban Cowgirls in 1980, is that correct? No. No, no, no. We did a, we did, a, I don't even know the name of it. Do you remember, you were supposed to sneak into my bedroom or something and take me, and that was my first thing I did, and that was you, right? It was not Urban Cowgirls, that's for sure. Oh. Urban Cowgirls came a lot later when I was actually starring in stuff. I know which one you're talking about now. Uh, yeah, I... I, I, got, I got kind of politically activated after, you know, I thought instead of just taking a job for the money, um, I began to think about, you know, how it would affect females and society and that whole kind of thing and what kind of images you want to put out there. Mm -hmm. And it was, it is kind of a conflicting thing because, you know, females have fantasies about rape, but nobody wants that to happen. It's that was kind of a rough scene, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah that, and it made me and, think and, about how to, what, what do I want to do here, you know. It's, it's weird because when you're a young kid and you just want to pay the rent, then you go, but but wait, this is going to last for a while, and, and how do I want to, I'm not just me, I'm a woman, how do I want to represent women, you know? That wasn't uh, Little Girls Lost, was it? No, I don't think That was the last one, that was the my final one. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, I've seen that scene before, mm -hmm. and I, I have it in my collection, I've got all these DVDs from uh, the people have sent to me, and I, I thank you all, guys. <laughs> quite a collection I have here. But anyway, I saw that scene and I thought to myself, wow, that's just, you know, it's not my style, uh, you know, any kind of a hard rape scene or anything like that. So I, I kind of had to, you were great. Uh, you worked with me uh, because you knew that for me to actually be mean uh, is kind of a toughie. It's a stretch, but you're a great actor. You're a great actor. I remember we were sitting, I can't remember the film we were doing. Maybe it was, uh, no, I don't remember. We, we were sitting around, um, and it was around a fireplace, and um, you started doing a monologue from, I think, Long Day's Journey and Tonight or something like oh, that. <laughs> and I went, holy shit, this guy can act. Wow. You know, it's like. Duh. <laughs> that was probably the, the guys were very good. There was most of the guys at that time. Uh, a lot of them came from acting and were actors. Actors and the females, most of them 
were not, but they became amazing actresses, kind of like a trial by fire, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, Samantha Fox, um, Vanessa Del Rio, um, Annette Haven, they all became really lovely, amazing actresses. The only one that I can think that came in already as an actress and a performer was Georgina Spelvin. And myself. Yes. And yourself, yes. And you were great. You had We had some really good dialogue scenes. I think one of my favorite movies was Indecent Exposure uh, with you, <laughs> simply because it was a love story between you and I. And it was a romantic scene, which is more my style. I, I'm just know. Anyway, I, my second question, uh, because I know everybody's like just falling off of their chairs trying to get in and has, uh, ask you some stuff. Uh, my second question to you is, um, I noticed that you were a tour guide at the Erotic Heritage Museum. Yes. Can you tell me about that? Well, so um, when I came to take care of my mom, my mom uh, who passed away many years ago now, but I think it was maybe 2011 or something that I came here. Um, so I was uh, talking to Dr. Ted McElvena, who was also passed now, but um, he wanted me to come to be at the museum. And then um, my mom needed more help. And so I decided to move here. And at night I would take care of my mommy. I would fix her dinner and, you know, sleep with her and make sure she was okay. She had um, very severe Alzheimer's dementia. And, um, and then I would work uh, during the daytime at the Erotic Heritage Museum. I was supposed to, I originally came in, I was supposed to be the, you know, the media relations director. And, and a lot of the stuff that Ted wanted me to sell, he didn't have the rights to sell, you know. And I, having been a director and a producer, I kind of said, we can't sell this if we don't have the rights. So, I, yeah, I became a glorified tour director. I was the lady at the front who took the tickets. And it was fun because occasionally some people would recognize me. I was just going to ask that, yes. Yeah, yeah. And and often they didn't. And that's fine too. You know, I've got an, I'm, you know, I'm Veronica, but I'm also Jane. And I've got, I'm Jane a lot more these days than I am Veronica, that's for sure. <laughs> well, it's great seeing you again. Really what? good. Great seeing you again. Oh, you too, Rob. You're amazing. You're you're like the Energizer Bunny. You're just you keep going, and I'm I'm so glad you do. So happy. And let's switch over to Kathy Brown because she told me she was going to get scolded if she was late for dinner. So, what we need uh -oh. to get Kathy on here real quick. I might get spanked. No. <laughs> oh, here, I'll do that. Come here, bend over. I'll do that for you. <laughs> no, we're in the middle of a road trip, Peter and I, and I I had to put off dinner a little bit, and and he gets cranky when he gets hungry. So, I just had to say hello, though, but it's wonderful to see you. You look so great, and you're just so such a sweet, kind person with a wicked sense of humor, and you've been so supportive to me throughout the years. Yes, you're a very dirty girl. Um, Thank you. I represent <laughs> that remark, Kathy. And you, you, are, you are my hero, my dear. Oh, you are my hero, and, I, and you know how much I love you. And I'm so happy that you're here, and and I'm loving you, and I just I think the world of you, and you are the epitome of a warrior. And I'm oh, thank you so I love much. You. And your support really, really helped me 
being in this, um, guys, I kind of put this turquoise blanket of love with, with my warriors here to help me through breast cancer. And Jane was, you know, the leader of the pack. And I don't, a lot of people might not know, but Jane and I are related through marriage. And so you have my, my wonderful cousins and, um, it, it was just really funny how we met. Uh, you had come and, and Michael had come to a, a family funeral and, um, Christopher, your oldest, was a, was a baby in nursing. Who is here. Oh, really? He's in a swimming pool with his brother, Max. They are 37 and 35. And mm-hmm. Max is there with his wife. He got back from China. He's, he's oh, going wow. back as soon as he can. But Chris, Chris went back. Chris stopped um, going to school when Michael was so ill and mm-hmm. they needed him to help take care of his dad. And so he finally went back and he finished his B.A., so that's really cool. We're catching up on family business. Yes, yes. So I remember <laughs> meeting you as Jane outside of a church uh, at an aunt's funeral. And Chris was a baby and he started fussing and needed to nurse. And he went in, you went into the limo and there was my mother, my aunt and my grandmother, you know, and you're standing there, you're sitting there nursing in front of them. And my ex said later, and he kind of outed you that, that, she look at her. She looks like Veronica Hart. And he told my family <laughs> and my mother, my aunt and my grandmother, who were virgins uh, when they were married, really straight, straight women were like, well, OK, but we, we love her anyway. That's fine. She's Jane to us. That's that's OK. And my grandmother said, oh, no wonder why she whipped her boob out so easily to nurse Chris. <laughs> and that was the end of it. But everybody just loved you for who you were. And I just I really appreciate you being in the films uh, the way you were. You just were such a wonderful actress. You were so down to earth. You know, you, you just validated women and gave women a reason to watch. So I just wanted to thank you. That is, that is so kind, Kathy. You know what we've just done? My, my husband, Stan, has just really gotten into, finally got into uh, redoing websites and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I got um, kind of control of org now, and we've redone the website, and I've taken the eight films that she left me and have um, did them in the best possible resolution, transferred them digitally, took out all the noise, and they should be up probably by the end of next week. It's taken me a while to get it together. But um, anybody wants, is a fan of Candida Royale, um, CandidaRoyale.org is the new website, and it's, it's really snazzy. It's really Ooh, I'm going to take a look, and, and of course you directed one of those films, right, in the, uh, in, in the series. Oh, uh, in the Star uh, Director series. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it was fun to watch, <laughs> I haven't seen that in, what, many years? <laughs> I hate to say how many, uh, 30, 35 years or something, I hadn't watched it. And I, I still liked it. I thought it was a cute piece, so that's nice. That's nice that it, I didn't go, ah, right. you know. It held up. But it was, I liked it. I liked it, yeah. Well, please yeah. give Chris, Max, and Stan a big hug for me. I sure will. And you get for you, too. You get to that. Okay. Hey, I love thank you, Kathy. Thank uh, you. Don't forget, uh, Kathy is going to be in Veronica's spot on November 15th. So we can bring all of our questions back to Kathy. I'll so, see you they let me back in. Will you let me we'll, back in? We'll, we'll see if you're, we'll let you in on good behavior. And so anyway, well, then you can grill, then you can grill oh, Kathy. Very fun. That'll be a fun time. 
Veronica, did you ever go back and watch a lot of your old movies, or do you just make them and move on, or how did that go? Don't don't sit. I don't watch pornography at all. Oh, okay. Well, Not I was. Like, but you know, for years I watched it and made it. It was my job. I produced it. I directed it. I edited it. I spent time with it all my life, and it's so not a part of anything I do anymore. I was, I was just curious if you ever watched Pandora's Mirror after it was made. I think I did after it was made. Sure. We sure. went to the screening, and um, yeah, but I haven't, I haven't seen it in a long time. Annie and I were in that movie, but we, we weren't in the movie together. We didn't have a scene together, so yeah. The, the funny thing about it now when I watch it online or get it from somewhere is when they talk about Olivia Newton-John's gynecologist, they, there's, a, there's a scene where you're talking about something about Olivia Newton-John's gynecologist is brought up. And every time that comes up, you hear a horn honking to bleep out Olivia Newton-John. And it just was kind of a cute thing. You have, you know, I've, I've been a fan of all your movies, 8 to 4 and Seduction of Cindy. And, of course, I went to prom the night of Wanda Whoops Wall Street. We went to prom together, didn't we, Patrick? Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Very <laughs> a lot. Um, why, why did they have you do so much damn walking? Every opening scene, you must be walking five miles. I don't know. You, you I don't walked, know. I mean. I'm a good walker. I don't you, know. You must have been a good exercise. Cheap I mean, location. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the opening scene of every movie, you're walking. I must be walking 20 miles on those. <laughs> I think anyway. in Amanda by night, I was jogging on the beach or something, wasn't I? Yeah, you're always. I, I, and then I, I roller skated in the playgirl. So, yeah, I don't know. I like to get, I like to move around a little bit, I guess. Nice. We have, um, the, the coolest thing about Zoom is you can be anywhere and call in. And so we have two people from foreign countries here today. And Joey has missed work again, and I need to call his boss. He's in Australia. Joey, what's going on down under? Good morning. How are you over there? Hey, Joey. Can you hear me? Yep. Good, good. I can hear you. That's good, but visual's a little bit down here, but as long as you can hear me, I'm very happy. How you doing there, Patrick? All right? Uh, Excellent. That's great. And um, still on lockdown over there? Or it's still a bit of, a, of the COVID going on? It's still a bit of a misfire there? Oh, yeah, we're all sick, but we're good. No, we're not, we're not sick, but, but we're, you know, when we say we're number one, it's usually in the cases of COVID these days. Hey, you know. Oh. Uh, Joey, where, whereabouts in Australia are you from? I am from, well, I'm originally from Sydney. But um, my suburb is in Kingswood, which is about an hour drive from the Blue Mountains. So I'm more of a bit of a country area, not city area. Um, I, I used to live in the city for when I was younger, but um, when I was about 19, 20, I decided to move away from the city and go to the country. Just a, a better, quiet life. That's what I wanted. So, but um, it's um, it's. Put this way, I wouldn't turn time back. I wouldn't. I love the country life, just peace and quiet, the scenery, and just um, I'm not being on my own, on my on my own, but just the traffic and the. It's just a very different scene from the city to the country. So I do, I do like it. It's peace and quiet. So, but like I said, thank you very much, Veronica, for making the time to come on Zoom today. I really appreciate it. And uh, Patrick better keep his mouth shut. Don't tell my boss about having that day off work, okay? 
So I appreciate very much. Um, I'll get on with the questions because I don't take too much of the time and there's other people here that want to answer a lot of questions too. Um, from being in the industry for two or three years in the early beginning and for you to step away and go behind the camera, stand in front of the camera, that transition, was it very difficult for you to go by? And saying that, how comfortable was it for you to go on from in front of the camera, from behind the camera? Oh, it was pretty pretty easy. When I got, um, I had a degree in theatrical arts, so you know, you do the whole, you do the um, the directing, you know, you do the playwriting, you do the whole kind of the, the whole thing as far as theater goes. And then I was married to a cameraman and a, a lighting director, a director of photography. So, um, and, I, and when I was making movies, I was always hanging I mean, I hung out with the guys as well, um, you know, the actors and actresses a little bit, but I hung with the crew mostly. Um, so, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a big stretch at all, and it 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 seemed pretty darn, you know, it's it was a natural progression. I think it was pretty pretty natural. I don't so know. it was pretty. I say it very. Um, it was pretty. Not not easy, but it was very. It was it wasn't a hard task to get into. It was very comfortable, no stress. It was just like, wow, I can actually do this. The toughest thing was being married to a director of photography. Okay, mm. when you're working with strangers, and you're you know you're paying them because they get paid for a job to do. Um, strangers give well. That's not true. Usually, oh. strangers or people who want to keep working in the business. <laughs> you know, listen to you when you're trying to direct and everything. Now, I was open. I, I still don't know. You know, there's God, I, there's so fucking much I don't know about most everything in the world. I, I know okay. that. And I was open to learning. But I also had a point of view. And when I went into any project, I knew what I was trying to do and what I was trying to make, what I was trying to see on the screen. So I ran into, like, my husband. And fucking attitude, man. I was yeah. like, you know, and this, this happened a couple of times where we were working. And then basically I said, okay, let's stop right here. Okay. This is a job and I'm more than happy to mm. take money out of our family and out of our baby's mouths because I want to work with somebody who treats me with respect and is good. And all of a sudden I got a different cameraman. I worked with directors before, uh, with um, cameramen who are so used to directing. I say, there's a lot of people in our business that put their name on a project but are not necessarily there for the nitty-gritty. They don't sit behind the monitor all the way through. Kind of somebody else does that, you know? They don't, they don't want to do the hard yards. They just want to sit, but okay, you do it all. I just sit on my ass and you can take care of it. Yeah, understand that, yes. Yeah, but uh, so I like, to, I like to, you know, so this, you get a director of photography that's used to taking over. Mm. And especially, I'm thinking of one person in particular who had worked <laughs> with me as an actress. When I asked him to do something, he couldn't hear me at all. He couldn't hear no. me. You just could not hear what I had to say until I went to my husband and said, honey, tell him to straighten the fuck up. And this is what I'm looking for. And this is what, and he made it Michael because he was a man and they had respect for each other. They made it happen. But needless to say, he's a friend of mine. I love him. I've still, I've worked with him 
a lot, but I never hired him again to be my director of photography. Yeah, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, no, no, I'm no. I'm so sorry to hear that. It's just interesting. Yeah. Okay. This, is, oh, this is old shit. This is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me feel old. Um, sorry. Um, and just one quick question. Um, so I read somewhere about when you you finished high school, went to college, and you had a choice to go to England or Australia. And I heard it somewhere. It's like, nah, come on. No, no. I went to Australia. I Have went you? to Australia. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. So I, I went with a, there was this, um, there was this, um, I thought it was a girl and I'm, you know, oh. I'm, uh, let's say I am kind of, I kind of go by where my significant other is and my significant others in my life have been pretty monogamous, you know, so I'm monogamous, but as far as my sexual orientation and bisexual by nature, there was this gorgeous girl I thought from the back sitting at a, a cafe in one of the casinos in, in Vegas and, um, I wasn't of age, but I was always in the casinos anyway. I had a fake idea. <laughs> I went in and I went to like, came around and it was a guy and he was adorable. And his name was Ricky Johnston. And he was from Rockhampton, Rocky. And uh, oh, Queensland. Had a, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, Queensland, up in Queensland. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he, he was great. And he was traveling with his family and we had, like this whirlwind romance and I went to San Francisco with him and his family and he, you know, invited me over to Australia. So I went over there. My mom really thought this is all pre adult stuff and everything. My mom never thought I'd be coming home. So, so I went over there, but Joey, it was very interesting at that time. The women to me all looked like fashion plates. You know, they were, they really had their shit together. They were like styling. They were, you know, and the guys, seemed to be just like hanging out. And I noticed you go into a bar and there'd be a men's room. I'm going back some years now. There'd be a men's room right in the bar. But because they'd only recently allowed women in the bars for a chick's bathroom, you had to go down the block, around the yes. corner, up the stairs, around the thing, and then you could go to the bathroom. It was That's a, true. Kind back of then it was like that. Yes, it was just yeah. um, a bar back in those days was only meant it was more of a male um, surroundings, so right. to speak. Because after you do 10, 12 hours of work, the majority of the male, okay, let's go to a bar for a few drinks. Um, I I knew some friends. I mean, okay, I'm, I'm no spring chicken. I'm 47 years old. So back then I got a bit of an idea and my father as well. Um, but times have changed now a lot. So but back then it was a little bit of a... Yeah, that's what line. I was going to ask you. Because I'm, we're going to go over, as soon as we can travel again, I'm interested in going to Australia and New Zealand. I think, I don't know, I have a feeling my son will probably stay there. And, mm. you know, we'll see how it goes. Because I might, I might end up down, down under somewhere there. Sure, you're quite welcome. I'll be happy. Very happy. So <laughs> I promise Eric, hopefully sometime early next year, I'm going to come back to the States and finish my journey off there but um yeah you're quite welcome more 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 than welcome more than welcome be happy to be very happy to (laughs) but um but thank you so much for your time and patrick thank you for letting me come on to this chat again i appreciate very much your time and um i was gonna say have a good morning but have a good have a good night over there or good afternoon and uh yeah enjoy life too um veronica thank you so much for your time thank you you nice to meet you Hey, let's, let's tune in to see what the one and only Scotty Swartz has to say today. Scotty. 
Hello. Where are you? I'm trying to find you on my screen. I saw you before. Oh. There you are. Oh, the video's off now, Scotty. Oh, the video. Oh, there you go. There it is. There you go. Hi, Annie. How you doing? Hi, sweetie. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. I saw you visited Patrick not too long ago, huh? Yes, yes. He is the best executive Uber driver I've ever had. Cool. <laughs> Yes. No, I just stopped by to say hi because I love you so much. And, you know, as, as some of the people here will know, you know, I did the one big thing and you were the best agent anybody could ever have. And, 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 and truly, I want to say something. Knowing you 30 years, you are pretty much the ultimate professional that ever was in the adult industry that I dealt with because you did everything and you didn't ever panic. You didn't ever nothing. You just went with the flow and you handled everything. And I just, I've always had the absolute utmost respect for you. That's wonderfully kind for you to say. Thank you, Scotty. I really appreciate that. Thank you. So well, much. It's that's true. Very kind. No, that's yeah. Great. We had some great times. Do you remember hanging out? Remember when we did, uh, we did, um, what was that? It wasn't booby trap. It was the wrong snatch. Was it the wrong snatch? The wrong snatch. Yes. You remember with Vicka and Anna? And then yes. You played the, the, you played. Every character. Yes. <laughs> that was so good. That was yes. So good. I saved you a fortune. I saved you a fortune hiring people. It was great. <laughs> it was so fun. I did like, I did for, for those of you who haven't seen it, I did like seven different roles in the movie. Yeah, was and I was coming up with all these characters and I was doing one of the characters from the Gleason show and I did the gay bartender guy or the gay, the gay tennis player, the Beatles, Andrew Dice Clay bartender, the, the, oh God, the driver of the getaway car. I was doing the Indian. And she put a beard on me in a turban. It's great. It was absolutely yes. yeah. Now I was thinking about I don't know what made me think about that, but I love remember because we, we did all those in camera tricks where she looked at herself and we're locking down the camera and we're doing old old school old style stuff and that was some of my fondest memories of fucking around, boy. Well, I mean, the funniest part of that film was we both got nominated for a non sex award. And, 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 and Veronica is sitting in front of me at the AVN awards. And she says to me, Scotty, you're going to get it because I'm in the hall of fame. What the hell are they going to give me this non-sex award for? And I said, well, you never know. And this and that, but yeah, it'd be great. Cause I did so many characters and whatever. And sure enough, they come and the winner is Veronica Hart. And she's like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Whatever. And then the next year I actually won one for a comeback uh, for Wicked, where I did two little nothing little scenes in it, whereas I had done so much, so many more fun characters in in your movie, which That's, I just I loved. It's fun, right? We had we had a we had a lot of fun. I think that's if anything else. We had a fun. Hey guys, I thought you'd all want to see my pussy while we're here. <laughs> There's my pussy. There's one of them right here. <laughs> I saw Aaron. Oh. Aaron had his pussy out for a little bit too. I thought, wow. What's your name? <laughs> uh, anyway, what is uh, the, what's the baby's name? That was Smokey. 
That was smoky. I, I only have seven inside and 12 outside now. Oh, my so, God. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, Scott, thanks for coming on. And it's great to see you again, bud. Thanks, Sonny, for the kind yeah. words. I will see you soon, sweetheart. Mwah. Love uh, and good health. To you, too. Please stay safe. The one and only Richard Pacheco is, is with us. Howie, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Nice, nice to see you again. And all the fellas, 24 guys in you, Veronica. You like the odds? I actually do. I never had that DP, you know. <laughs> I directed plenty of them, but I never. Damn. Be fun. How are you, sweetie? What's going on? Well, um, I just had to come out because it's you. Uh, you know, I'm sure I'm just echoing what's been on the floor all day that uh, this one is special, fellas. A lot of women come on to the X-rated world, and I'm talking about ancient history more than today, but, you know, they come on wearing masks. They're hiding their true identity. They're hiding their hearts. They're hiding their intelligence. They're in for a quick buck and a quick fuck. And uh, when you and met it's great because I didn't have to hide any of that. Because I didn't have looks, intelligent, or anything. I didn't have to hide. It was great. <laughs> well, when you when you showed up, there was a genuine soul there. There was a human being who brought all the dimensions and added class to an industry that was sorely begging for it. And I was certainly grateful to meet you there. You know, I've been watching you lately because I've been re-upping. Um, you know, Candace uh, left me, like, her first eight films. And, of course, you're in... Um, in uh, Sensual Escape, Fortune Smiles, that yeah. Gloria Leonard directed you in. Yeah. So I've been watching you, and I watched you fuck Nina very well, honey. That was a lovely scene between you two. That was so well, nice to see. I gave it, it nice the to see in action again. <laughs> I gave it the orifice. Yes, you did. <laughs> and and a wonderful giver you are too, sweetie. Mwah. Okay. Always, always. Well, hey, thanks for stopping by. It's always great to see you. Uh, how he stops in a lot, so we always always yeah. want to see him, and he always adds a little insight and in the behind the scenes thing as well too. So much appreciated. He did some uh, some great uh, mainstream work. Two of them I will name because I was an absolute diehard fan of Six Feet Under, and you were in an episode of Six Feet Under, one of my favorite episodes, where uh, you played an adult movie star. I did. What was it called? <laughs> um... And you died. I so did. My kitty cat, and, and, and appropriately, my kitty cat knocked the curlers into the tub and fried me. And I got to tell you, I was so happy because I was like so excited being in a mainstream thing. And I got to tell you guys, it was the best. Uh, Kathy Bates directed that and, uh, you know, hanging out with uh, the guys, uh, oh, Alan Ball, Alan Ball. And uh, it was a, Alan Poole was the producer and Alan Ball was the writer direct, writer of the series. The, the thing that was so unique about that was, I, I, of course, I saw I, I watched it several times and I've got the box set. Um, is, is that movie? No, I have the box. What? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that funeral that they had and all the, what was appropriate for that crowd and then we were both at the um, at the Bill Margold Memorial. It reminded me such a parallel of that because of the, some of the same sex acts and, and some of the same things that are mentioned in Six Feet Under were also mentioned in the Bill Margold Memorial. It was just such a, a fitting thing that was they played the room well. They 
They sure did. It's an interesting thing on that, and this is completely serious. I can't remember if I was behind the scenes looking at the set or if I was actually in the coffin. I don't think I was in the coffin. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start crying. In, you know, even I was a lot younger then, but I, I felt like I was looking at my funeral kind of thing. I know it's really stupid. Right, right. I remember I cried then, too. <laughs> sure. But it was, I tell you, you guys, if you ever want to see a, a great, and of course, maybe you have to watch Six Feet Under a little bit to, to get used to it, but uh, it is just a great, and you had a, you know, the, the funeral. Uh, I, got, I got Christy Lake and uh, somebody else parts on it, too, because they, then they called me. So the way I got that, they had actually called to get in touch with Marilyn Chambers. And, you know, that was when I'd been directing and producing her comeback videos. And so they were looking for Marilyn. Ah. And they called me. And I said, man, I can't believe I had the balls to do this. But I said, hey, guys. You know, I'm an actress, too. I'd love to come read for you. And, and Marilyn guess, went and read for them, and I went and read for them, and I actually got the... And the part of it was that you had a message for the gay funeral director. It was kind of a, an underlying tone of the thing, too. So anyway, that was kind of a... Wasn't a that wonderful? Yeah. Wasn't that, you know, the, yeah. it was like kind of embrace yourself and love yourself and... Also, yeah. a, a movie, I, I think I've got it in my, my thing here, is um, One-Eyed Monster. It's a favorite of mine. I watch it about every every uh, Halloween about this you time. Know, everybody in the world here has me to thank for saving them from Ron Jeremy's dick. <laughs> well, actually, now maybe other women took that in hand to actually save the world from Ron Jeremy's dick. But in that movie, that's what I did. I had uh, Kegel Muscles of Steel. And when that Ron Jeremy dick came, that was, it, it, for those of you who don't know, it was an alien thing that zapped down and zapped Ron and <laughs> kind of got Ron, but it took away with his dick. And then <laughs> and I stopped it from killing everybody. It, it was going down throats and up. It was a, a terrible dick. Um, I caught it in my pussy and I held it until it exploded. So you all have me to thank for being alive and being safe from Ron Jeremy's stick. I just want and, you to know that. Well, and now you spoiled the ending. I'm sorry. Oh, shit. <laughs> anyway. I don't think it's one of those that have a big mystery. <laughs> uh, let's get to some other folks here. I wanted to, uh, Tara is from uh, Canada. And Tara, it's always great to have Tara on. She does a lot of photo editing. I don't know if you've seen any of them, but if you haven't, I'll forward them to you. She is just fantastic in, uh, uh, as a photo editor, and she is on the phone from Canada. Tara, go ahead. Hi, Tara. Hi, Veronica. Hi. Hi. Nice to talk to you. It's so nice to talk to you, too. I'm such a big fan. I'm so nervous. Oh, don't be nervous. It's all good. We're just hanging out. We're just having fun. We're all friends. It's all good. It's funny when Patrick was saying about you walking in movies. Uh, I thought it'd be on the roller skates, too. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> From the Playgirl, yeah. That was so fun. Um, I got that was fun. Yeah, the other movie I was thinking of was Angel Buns. Oh, yeah. And um, there's a scene where you're walking in your end. Yeah, I remember that. And that's one of my favorites. I like that, too. I, 
I love that movie. It was really fun. Uh, I remember sitting behind. Oh God, I can't remember their names now. I think I've blocked it out. Er Erica. Oh, they were two critics or something like that. And I paid, I paid, I don't know, ridiculous amount of money at that time, maybe $300 to go blonde. They wanted me to go blonde. And yeah, I was going to ask you if you had like, fun being blonde. Uh, well, I went to Bergdorf Goodman's or something, which is like off the park, Central Park. It's one of these big hooshy shoo foo footy foo And, and um, they, I sat in back behind them and they said that my hair was so horrible. I look like the Wicked Witch of the West. And that just made me feel terrible. Aww. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, well, I remember oh, here's a good one. I, I did a thing called New York's Finest. And that's when I wasn't doing hardcore anymore, but I was doing uh, movies for Chuck Vincent when he did all the R-rated stuff. And I was playing, mm -hmm. I think I was playing a party called Bunny and she was just, you know, like a real, and um, I stuffed my um, spandex with towels. So it gave me like this real <laughs> chunky cottage cheesy ass and it was huge. And I remember, again, we had those, those New York premieres, and I remember, again, sitting in back of somebody and went, oh, my God, have you seen Veronica? She's really let herself go. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Oh, yeah, I watched Jared Butler. Was, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, Jerry Butler was in that. Yeah. I guess I have one other question. What's that, honey? Um, another favorite is Roommates. Mm. Mine too. One of my very favorites. And I've, I've seen a review that says that that was the only time you're seeing with Jerry Butler. It was the only time that you felt like it was more making love than having sex. It did you say that? Yeah, I did say that. And it wasn't the only time, but it was one of the times. It was a quiet, subdued lighting. Uh, the uh, Larry Ravine and his crew made a point to be non-invasive and we were just kind of doing our thing. And it, it caused mm -hmm. quite a, um, in my own personal family, uh, mm -hmm. because even though I wasn't married at the time, I believe I was going with Michael at that time. And um, I said it felt like love. I didn't say I was in love with, with, with Jerry Butler. I liked Jerry a lot, mm -hmm. and I loved him, but I wasn't in love with him. But mm -hmm. I said that it felt like love, and I know it had, it really hurt my husband's feelings because he misunderstood what I was saying. But it was, it felt less of a performance and more of like a connection and a, and a romantic connection and a romantic setting. That's, that's what I meant. Yes, it did. It felt like lovemaking. Well, that's beautiful. Fucking is great. Fucking is great. Having sex is great. Any kind of sex, any kind of consensual sex that anybody wants to have, it's awesome. It's awesome. But it's like food. You know, you have all sorts of different foods. You have mm -hmm. steak dinners or you have hamburgers or you have fast food or you have – and they all, they're all valid. They're yeah. all food. And you don't want the same all the time. But – they're all different and it's all good and it's all you know and that's the way i feel about sex there's so many different kinds of sex and the way you hold sex and the way 
what you want sex to represent for you and your partner, that's what gives it either its, its specialness or its everydayness, where it's, it's not a special thing. And, it's, and that's what you decide. It's how, how you hold it and, and how, what it means to you. Okay. Hey, Tara, thanks a lot for that's, that's a great to hear from you, Tara, from all the way up from Canada. Hey, a couple of new members have just uh, joined up with our group, and uh, Mark was on our Collector's Roundtable last week, but let's uh, switch to California and uh, hit up Mark this afternoon. Mark, how you doing? I'm good. Hi, Veronica. Hey, Mark. How's it going, honey? Good. Uh, you may recall I met you at uh, Candace's Memorial. I just I have a picture here. Let me see if you can see it. Yep. 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 Well, Candace isn't there. It's Gloria, right? Is that Gloria yeah. and V? And Annie and me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which one was that from? I'm I'm not sure. Uh, Robin gave me that picture. But um, uh, talk a little bit about that friendship. I find uh, the the relationship that you have, like that sisterhood that, that ironically started with your uh, baby shower. Yeah. Uh, you know, and he's talking like, about club 90 and that's in it. So when we started off with uh, what, seven people. And then um, it was uh, Gloria Leonard, myself, Veronica Vera, Annie Sprinkle, Candida Royale, Kelly Nichols and Sue Nero. And then within the first year or two, Sue Nero and Kelly, dropped out. Kelly was still active in the business and we'd all pretty much retired. So we were on different pages and I don't know about Sue what happened, but the, and then the five of us have been a women's support group for all this time. All this time we've been hanging out and everything. As a matter of fact, I have a Zoom meeting with the two remaining survivors of Club 90, which is Veronica Vera and Annie Sprinkle. We're getting together Wednesday on our own Zoom. So we still get together and share. So we're still still doing that support group thing yeah I, I just think that that's wonderful that that relationship that you guys have had uh, it's yeah, really is a sisterhood that uh, you know still continues today I know that they did the uh, the pink ladies out here on the uh, west coast right that was like the second gen yeah of it all I think yeah which which I thought I thought that was interesting I don't know the, all the history of the pink ladies but I wonder if, if it was sort of inspired by you guys I believe it was I believe it was, you know, we were reluctant to, to be honest with you, to let other people in. Because it's like once you start something and you're um, divulging your innermost everythings to each other, um, it's tough to just bring somebody into the group and start at the beginning. And because there's a history that you guys have already shared. So like, uh, yeah, so it was it was tough. So they, they started their own thing. And I think that uh, it's wonderful, you know. Well, and then your uh, your uh, your group meetings, I guess we could say, with you guys together, um, kind of evolved into uh, the uh, Deep Inside Porn Stars. Uh, yeah, that was quite. That, yeah, that was quite. That was quite early on in the the thing. We performed at the uh, Franklin Furnace, which was a um, kind of like avant garde. Um, I hate to say new age, but I kind of you know art house in New York. And it was really great. We got a lot of, um, do you remember that picture of it's, it's got people, porn star, artists, you know? So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was 
it was awesome because we were considered feminists as well as porn stars. I have the, uh, the video of you guys uh, doing the porn stars when you were trying to promote it for the, uh, the actual off-Broadway uh, performances that you Right. We, we almost had a deal with uh, Joe, what's the name, Joe Casey? Joe, I can't remember his name. I think it was, was it Joe Casey? Joe, I don't know. Anyway, but the, it, the, he basically thought we were a bunch of dumb broads. Do you know what I mean? And he thought that he could come in and take the idea. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That he could <laughs> take the idea from us and just run with us. And we weren't willing to let the idea go without us having some kind of artistic control over it. We worked on that for... A couple of years, we went upstate and we got a first draft together. Then we worked with another friend of mine, uh, Judy Mason, who had written a lot. She worked a lot with Norman Lear and stuff like that. She was a friend of one of my um, friends that I went to college with. I mean, we we got it developed to a point, but then it never it never happened. We've you know we had talks about selling it. Even now, are people doing a documentary on it? But I don't know. I think, uh, project? I, I think in Gloria's it mentions that they wanted to pay you guys like $50,000 for the rights to it to take to kind of take it away from you. And at what point is, you know, $10,000 per, per person considered worth it to just pass over your story, you know, to give away your story? It's an interesting thing, you know, Mark, because there was a time when I was like a real hard ass about interviews. Because I was thinking, you know, that's and for Jose and for everybody, Eric Edwards and Gordon. For all of us, probably the only thing that we have are our histories and our recollections. And that's probably what's, what's most valuable about us now. Mm-hmm. And so you just give that stuff away. And for, for a long time, I was being like, no, if I'm doing an interview. I'm going to get paid for it. You know, and then, and then I got over it, and now I just talk to people again. It's like, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? It's yeah. probably it's probably dependent on the fact that I'm not, um, I'm, I'm, thank you, God, I'm not desperate and I'm not destitute. I'm really very lucky. I've been very lucky in my life all the way around. So I, mm-hmm. I'm very lucky, very grateful, very thankful. All right, hey Mark, thanks yeah, for that's all we in. have. That's all we have. You know, hey, that's thanks. that's it. Thanks, Mark. Anyway, Can I say a quick word? Just a second. Uh, just a second. Um, Veronica does have her own website. It's veronicahart.biz. You're going to be developing that a little bit later and speaking about money. Um, she's going to be doing some autograph signing sometime in the future. So, uh, so I am so late to the party. It's not even possible. I am so stupid. Uh, not stupid. I've just been busy doing other shit other stuff you know so i'm finally getting my website up i've owned that domain for i don't know seven years and i didn't do anything with it so (laughs) finally getting stuff up finally getting to that point you know but it's just it's just a matter of time when you're busy you don't have time to do all that stuff veronica may i ask you something sure me don hey donna how are you god you can hear me yes um Besides the adult film life, what about um, other films you'd like to do? I'd love to do other films. I love to act. Um, that's um, you know even even moving down to New Zealand or Australia, 
I think I probably have a better shot down there than I do here. Um, you can, you know, it's a difference between being like a big fish in a smaller pond. Here I'm a very, I'm a small fishy. You know, I can't even, I can't even get good representation right now. And mind you, I'm not working very hard at it either. But I'd still love to act, Don. I'd still, I'd still love to do all that stuff. But you know, Don. Hey, Jose is with us. Jose, how are you doing today? Yeah, it just, you know, it just seems like. Yes. Hello. Hey, Jose. Hello, how are you doing, darling? You remember the first time we worked kind of together? It was for Ron Jeremy. You were coming with your award in the scene, just presenting your award, and I told you, one of these days, I'm going to get one just like that. And you did. Yeah, and I did. That was in that video store with Eric Monty. Eric Monty was in that one, too. And I, did, I just found out that we were together in uh, New York Finest. Oh, yeah, were you in that one, too, Jose? Yes, I was the French guy. Ah. <laughs> French guy. <laughs> From Belgium. Belgium. I love you, darling. I, I love you, darling. I dearly love you. It was always nice to be with you. Anyway. <laughs> I wish Thanks. I had the pleasure to really be with you. Hey, Eric Monty, the, the Ronnie Dangerfield of porn is with us. Uh, Eric, how are you doing tonight? How are you doing, Patrick? Hi, Jane. Hey, honey. How are you? Good to see I'm you. I have to relate that story again. I know you're familiar with it, but for the others, it's kind of humorous. When I first met you on my first shoot, you were out of the business, but you, you were just making a cameo for Ronnie. You came with your little baby, Chris. It was April of 83. I was during a break, and I asked you the stupid question. I said, is that your baby? And you said, no, it's a little infant I found on the sidewalk somewhere. Remember that? Then when I, then when I saw it was you April of '83. Yes, April of '83. Once upon. A, he was he born was, April second of '83. Well, this was toward the end of so April. That means that means I was dragging around yes. my little tiny newborn yes. to a porn set. Well, yeah, was, he went with me everywhere. I went. I, I had I had this um. Um, we got uh, audition for Country Blue, Playboy's Country Blue. I auditioned for a dancer, and I think at that time he was maybe nine days old. And I auditioned, and I got it, and I brought him with me. I remember putting him in a little box by the side, you know, a made box that's you know had all the padding and everything, and putting him in while I went and auditioned and came back and. Well, you yeah, were doing he went with me everywhere. I carried him on a little baby snuggly. Yeah, and you were doing a cameo. But anyway, fast forward, we do it at a party in Beverly Hills to 97, March of 99. I met you there, and yeah. I knew your last name. You were really impressed by that. You said, oh, my God, you remember my last name, you know. And I gave you my card. You called me. Here's the punchline of the whole story. The guy with no respect, right, Patrick? So Jane calls me and says, we're doing a shoot, New Wave Hookers 5, Michael Zinn directed. And it was a scene with me and Dave coming with, with the Julie Ashton. Michael Nin. That was Michael, Michael Nin. Nin. Michael Nin, yeah. yeah. Nin. And yeah. you said, okay, Richie, um, because I know you work good. I've seen you work. You can work, blah, blah, blah. And we, we went there to get your test on. And then he said to me, now, let's talk your price. So I, I quoted it. I hadn't worked there a while. I started in 83. This was 97. And you're the only time in my life that you, you – you, I, I, I quoted you a price, and you gave me $100 more than I asked for. <laughs> you said, I don't say yourself short, Richie, right? And they were so nice. But it was a great shoes. New Wave Hookers 5, Michael Nain with, with Julie Ashton. Remember, it was me and Dave with the two, the two middle-aged bumps or guys. You know, now I'm an old man now. But I always thanked you for that because you you remembered me. I mean, you called me up, I guess, whatever. So it was very nice. Do you remember that whole thing that you called me I up? Do. I do. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, cool. I appreciate it. <laughs> no, everybody should get 
Uh, we can't, you know, you can't pay people what they're worth, but you can at least pay them the going rate. I mean, my God, you know. I had it worked in a while. Don't, don't sell your, don't, yeah, of course yeah, you do. No, but don't, try not to sell yourself short in anything that you do. All right. That's tough. I can, I can negotiate for other people so much better than I can negotiate for myself. That's, that's one of the tough lessons I've had to, to try and learn in my life. And I'm, I think I'm better at it now, but I'm still, you know, I still give away the farm. Hey, John O has had his hand up for a while. John O, let's, uh, uh, a question for Veronica. Hey, Patrick, how are you today? Good, real good. Good. Hello, Veronica. How are you doing? I'm good, John. How about yourself? I'm very good, thank you. Um, this is a privilege. Thank you for uh, being here today. Um, first of all, I just wanted to tell you that um, I think uh, I was trying to think of the, my favorite films of you, and I think I have to go with Roommates. Such a good... Um... Oh, he went on mute. It's a very good film, and your performance was excellent. Thank you so much. Um... We were really cool. We got we got reviewed by Judith Christ of the New York Times. You know, she gave it a decent review. And then we played for ever. I think it was the Ameros, maybe it was the Ameros movie house downtown. I can't remember. It's 12th Street Playhouse. And we played the midnight show for years um, there. And yeah, yeah, it was really nice that we actually got some kind of mainstream accolades for it. That was awesome. Which was one of the only movies that I know is like, I gave it to um, some lesbian girlfriends of mine, you know, and they said, wow, that was the most depressing fucking thing we've ever seen. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't typical. It was a story. And it wasn't just about girls running around like, oh, fuck me, fuck me, fuck me. You know, there was an actual story. And some of them were not very nice stories. You know, some of the guys especially were not very nice. And... Um, I liked it because it was more like a movie. Yeah. Okay. I just one other question real quick. Um, since your retirement, had you ever considered before or since ever, um, even for like one film, uh, to come back? Just, just to say, you know what, I did it. Now I'm gone again. No, you know, um, the only reason I actually considered it was in about uh, 2009. Um, my life and my finances and my world were going down the toilet, John. And I was about on the verge of losing everything, as, as well as many other people in the country were at that time. I wasn't the only person I know. And I was on this fucking downward spiral. And I got to tell you, it was, uh, I did think about it. My older son has never been uh, at ease or at peace with my choices in my life and he's probably the main reason that i didn't consider coming back i got to be honest with you you know and at that time at, at that time you know i i had stopped everything before he was born or before way before he was conceived you know but i but i for monetary reasons i did consider it and because of I know how it would affect him and his life and how he felt about me. I didn't, I didn't pursue it. Okay. Thanks a lot, John. And we go from John O to John H. John, how are you doing over there? I'm doing great. I'm hey, turn the light on. Can I turn on the light? Hang on. Yeah. Turn on whatever you want. 
John, who's your friend there? Oh, that's my wife, Laura. She wants Hi, to stick her head in it. Hi, Laura. How are you? Great. So good to see you guys. So good to see you. How are the kitties doing? Well, see, now you said the magic word. <laughs> John, you can just move out of the chair and let Laura sit down. Yeah, she's better at this than I am. You guys are both pretty fun. easy on the eyes. I like that. Yeah, yeah, she's a sweetie. I'm, I'm a lucky man. Um, and I actually, Jane, it's so great to see you again. Um, I had a question about um, a movie you directed, the Misty Beethoven, the musical. Yeah. Uh, one, one of my favorite writers in the world is John Skip. And... I was wondering what it was like working with him because he seemed like quite a character. What was it like collaborating with him on that movie? John is John is a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful guy. He told me that he's lived in my house longer than he'd ever lived in any house in his life. Um, he, uh, I, I existed a long time. Like when I was going down that spiral I was talking about, the way one of the ways I helped turn it around was I – I uh, had a large house, and I turned a lot of my rooms into rental spaces. And uh, John, did you know that John is the father of Marianne, uh, uh, John is the father of Kelly Nichols' two daughters? I did know that, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and John's been a lifelong friend. I mean, our kids grew up together. John would babysit them. And my kids are going, yeah, Mom, you know we were watching horror films at like, you know, five years old. <laughs> Um, but he's just, he's, he's just an, uh, amazing guy. And so the way, the way that all came about, if you want to know, you know, John was there and he, I think he was having a hard time paying rent when he was one of the renters in my house. And I had this big project coming up and we were talking about Misty Beethoven and we were, we were discussing some shit and he is an fucking incredible musician. He's got, if you go on SoundCloud now and go to John Skip. The stuff that he's doing on his own, he's got he's got some amazing, amazing music. The stuff that he does that I love kind of sounds like Tom Waits. He's really excellent. And um, we were talking about it, and we were throwing some ideas around. He said, well, why don't we do Misty as a musical? Okay, first of all, how fucked is it when you get the job to redo a classic, Right. Why would you ever want to fucking redo a classic? Are you out of your fucking mind? The original Misty Beethoven is amazing. They shot in, I don't know how many they shot over months. They went to Europe. They did all this stuff. You know, I knew I would have to, I had a really big budget, but I shot that sucker in four days, man. And there was a lot of shit in that movie. So we put it together and it was great because it was a bigger budget movie I could give him money. It helped him out. And I got a fucking great script and music that was amazing. And also, at that time, my partner was an incredible musician composer. So he was able to come in and lay down all of Skip's tracks. And we could record all the the people that you hear singing are the performers doing it. A lot of them got the pitch. They had to be pitch corrected like mad. But a lot of them, I mean, they all did their own stuff. It was, it was a fucking amazing project if I, you know, do say so myself. It's like, and we got, it for, we got it for the most outrageous sex scene. Do you remember the, his singing dick? Yes. <laughs> like you could forget that. 
thanks for coming. <laughs> hey, John, thanks for coming by. I know it was your first time on, and we hope to see you again real soon. Absolutely. Yeah, I would love to. You bet. I got to get to some other folks here real quick. Uh, Patrick is with us. Patrick, how are you doing? Hey, Patrick, how are you? Good. Hello, Veronica. Oh. It looks like she's frozen. I, I paralyzed her. Yeah, it looks like she's frozen. <laughs> the singing dick. <laughs> yeah, probably the singing dick. <laughs> we'll wait and see if she comes back. Oh, she does. I know we're over our hour. Maybe she just said the hell it. No, I don't think she did. <laughs> <laughs> There she is. There you are, Veronica. You, you froze. I'll get you unmuted there. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You, you froze on us for a second. We thought we Bro. thought the hour was up and you were done. You for I froze. I fucking froze. <laughs> Pat, Patrick, go ahead with your question. I tend to do that. I'm so sorry. Well, it's, it's wonderful to talk to you, and the fact that you and Rob are on together, I just uh, want to mention a scene from a movie that, that the two of you were in together uh, from Little Girls Lost, and I remember a scene toward the end where you find out that Rob is fooling around on you, and he was so horrible to you, and you had a great exchange, and you... Uh, you told him he was a creep and he said, I, I'm only human. And you said, no, you said, I, I thought that you were a prince, but you're nothing but a frog. And it broke my heart because you were so sincere in that scene. And I just thought it was some of the best acting I'd ever seen in an adult movie between the two of you and especially you. And it took me a while to um, start to like Rob again because he was so mean to you. In that oh, <laughs> Oh, Rob is wonderful. Yeah, no, that's it. that was just acting. That you were great at it. Patrick, I was in the middle of a nervous breakdown when I did that that movie. Really? So yeah, it, yeah. I was. I I actually I had actually um, like gotten to the point where I was contemplating not being on the planet anymore. You know, and I talked to my mom and my mom said don't honey just come home you need to come home right now and I said mom I can't I'm in the middle of making a movie so I was probably the rawest that I've ever been in my whole life I was having a problem because I was very in love and I was in love with acting but and I maybe the reason my movies were kind of good sometimes is that people could tell I was enjoying what I was doing and then I stop not enjoying it, and I can't carry on with things I don't enjoy. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of at that crossroads, and everything wasn't making sense. I was finally, like, kind of peaking and being at the top of my game, and it just wasn't working for me anymore. It was really horrible. So maybe what you felt was all that energy and emotion and fucking turmoil that I was going through. Hey, so if it helped acting, great. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, it's funny you say that. It really came through because there's a line where Rob tells you, um, maybe you should go home. And you said, I don't want to go home. I hate it there. And it felt so vulnerable in that moment. So it really came through. Uh, that's that's one movie I didn't see. I have never seen that movie. I Maybe I'll... 
Maybe I'll see if I can get a copy and, and maybe watch that just because it'd be interesting to see, yeah. knowing in my head where, where I was at then. Yeah, excellent performance. Thanks for sharing. Oh, Patrick, that's so sweet. Thank you, Annie. Thanks, Patrick, for coming on tonight. Really appreciate it. Chris is with us. Chris, what's going on there? You had your hand up. Unmute. Oh, I had to unmute myself there. There you go. Uh, hi. It's, it's really good to meet you. Um, you're, um, my familiarity with you was more as a director than a performer. I've seen a couple of your movies. In fact, since we were talking about you walking a lot, um, I just saw a movie called Afternoon Delight. You and Eric Edwards were in, but you weren't in the same scene. Right. Uh, we're in like a dentist scene, if I remember correctly, but you started the scene off jogging. You were jogging. Uh, <laughs> so the, the, the tradition continues. It's, it's definitely there. And I'm going to have to go and, like, find as many of your scenes as I can to see how many you really do start just by walking and, and running. Um, <laughs> my question for you really was just kind of more of a, of a kind of a, a sharing thing for those who might not be familiar. I remember listening to the, um, the commentary track on Misty Beethoven and you talking about how frustrating it was. And I cannot remember the actress's name, but there was the f scene that you filmed in Misty Beethoven with, I'll call it the plexiglass stage. Do you remember this? Um, God, I, I wish I could remember who it was now. But there was this, this clear plexiglass stage that these, this couple was going to have sex on, and you found it so frustrating because it made so much noise when anybody walked on it uh, as you were filming. Do you remember, do you remember this? Not I'm, really? Vaguely. Vaguely? vaguely. Okay. Yeah, vaguely. I'm sorry. I'm sure I remembered it at the time I did it, but I, okay. uh, yeah. I remember. I remember you when I listened to it. You sounded like you were really excited about the way this this set looked. Like it was just looked beautiful, and you had this all these ideas to do these camera shots, which you pulled off, like you know, underneath stuff because it was all clear. But it was incredibly uncomfortable for the performers, which what a shock! And more importantly, it made all this noise that nobody had thought about. Right. Um, when people were walking across in, in, especially the women walking in their platform heels, yeah. walking across, across that stage. Right. Yeah. It's funny. You know how you have something in your mind and you think it's going to be this great thing. And I was notorious for that. Like if I would uh, do any directing now, especially in the adult business, I would keep my mouth fucking shut while people are having sex and let them actually have organic sex. And I just had all these things that I had in my head that I needed to see. I was like, oh, get over yourself already, darling, my God. And then, um, you know, a lot of things that you think are going to be great, all you end up doing is uh, torturing your actors. So probably that one wasn't a, an actor torture. I did, I did these Helen Duvall movies. Fabulous lady. I loved her. She was so good. We went to um, um, Palm Springs. If you've ever been in Palm Springs in the winter, it is colder than you can ever effing believe. It is so cold. And I had them out in the mountains overlooking Palm Springs naked on a car while the rest of us are in parkas and huddled up. You know, was that really necessary? How fucking vain was I as a director that I had to have this little shot that I would fucking torture everybody? You know, it, hindsight is really interesting. You know, you go, 
I, I don't know. So okay. stupid on the stuff I did. Sorry, I apologize to everybody. <laughs> Chris, thanks for thanks for coming in and and want to hit up. Uh, Jorge has been was the first one in the room, so I need to hit Jorge up. And how you doing, Jorge? Doing good, doing good. Again, thanks for joining us, Veronica. Um, my my question to you, you know, after you were in the in the industry, was it an easy transition to go into the mainstream? Because I, I did see that you were in in boogie nights. You know, um, I don't know how big your role your role was, but um, <laughs> how, how how was it working with like Burt Reynolds and and Julianne Moore and all of that? that it is, it, I didn't get to work with uh, Burt Reynolds. My scene, I played the custody judge. Yes. So I did get to work with Julianne Moore. It was one of the most amazingly nicest, sweetest ladies in the world. Okay, so so this is how it went down. We're both sitting in makeup at like six o'clock in the morning, right? I'm in makeup. And she walks in, and I'm like, you know, she goes, hi. And I go, hi, trying to, you know, represent the business and be cool and be professional and be all that stuff. But she doesn't really say anything to me. And, you know, when an actor's in preparation for her day, you don't involve yourself in a lot of small talk. I didn't want to be inappropriate. So I kind of sat there and got my hair and my makeup done. And she kind of sat there and got her hair and their makeup done. Very cordial with each other, but that was about it. And we got on set and I was standing next to her and she made us something about a comment about um, it being based on Annette Haven or something like that. Her character was or something like that. And I, (laughs) I made an remark about Annette, who's gorgeous and lovely and nuts. And uh, she kind of said that. And all of a sudden she goes, oh, oh, well, you know, and then she started talking and I started talking and we go, and she was wonderful. What a nice, nice, nicely. One of those that, you know, when I saw her again at the, at the cast party, she was right there. Hey, Veronica, how are you doing? And everything. And then, you know, really a lovely, 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 lovely person. I didn't know that the guy I was working with that John Doe, not the John Doe from our industry, but he was in a group called X from Los Angeles. I didn't know that he was like uber famous. And he was the the husband that was trying to get custody of her children. Yes. Which great. So I had a small part in that and even a tinier, tinier part in Magnolia that you see here. This is my part in Magnolia. Hello. <laughs> That was it. That was it. I was the nurse that was over William Macy, you know, saying something to him. You see my face looking down at him. That was it. My name on the screen scrolling up was much longer than my face was in the film. But it was really awfully nice of Paul Thomas Anderson to have me in there. Thanks, Jorge, for for that. And I remember that was an emotional scene, really, in uh, Boogie Nights. Uh, because she was pleading her case to the judge, and uh, it, it was a very, very emotional scene. So um, I guess there was a misunderstanding about, because I've had a lot of fans ask me about this, that they felt very sad for me that I had to fight for custody of my kids. I never did that. I oh. never had to do that. I mean, it was loosely based. I mean, I was a woman who did have children, but I didn't have children while I was performing X. Right, right. And I never had to fight in a custody battle for my kids. So okay. that is, that is something that was not, is not true. Sure. All right. Casey is with us. Casey, how are you doing today? 
Hey, Janie. It's Casey Scott. How are you? I'm good, honey. How are you doing? I'm good. I've not seen you as, as well since Candace's memorial, but we were seeing each other for free frequently there when we were bringing well, you yeah, up to New York to yeah, do our streamings. Yeah, when you did that stuff at the, at the, what was it, the cinema It was the Anthology yep. Film Archives. Anthology, yeah. Yeah, and you were, um, you were our first actress guests we had had directors and everything but you, you, it was yeah it was great because steve morowitz was able to bring me out for wanda and we had you and larry How's there doing? Is steve, steve like- is doing very well he's really into pottery now which is good for his he's you know for his anxiety and he's feeling a lot more you know focused because of that um he's doing well but yeah he's bad about staying in touch with people which i think a lot of us are that way a little bit huh yeah yeah um, so, yeah, I, I mean, everyone has already said it. You really are just everything that I expected and wanted from Veronica, the Veronica Hart I loved on screen. I got in more when I finally met you because there is something about your persona as Veronica Hart on screen where you're accessible, you're warm, you're kind, you're human, you're, you're feminine and, um, and strong. And then I met you and you just exceeded all my expectations. Oh, You're wow. still one of the greatest women I've ever met from this industry. That is so, that is so nice, Casey. I can't, I can't thank you enough. That is so kind. But yeah. don't you hate it. When you love somebody that you watch, you watch their work or you listen mm-hmm. to their music or you see their art and you, God, you think the world of this person. And then yeah. you meet that person and he's a, not yeah. a nice person or she's not a nice person. Right just kills you i know well, like, well speak yeah speaking of annette haven <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah um my, my question <laughs> so little girls lost has been brought up a lot tonight and i actually wanted to bring it up again because i'm really interested in ted roeder who's the director of that and um there was another actress in that gina lee who was who looks a lot like julianne moore she was this redhead who worked in all of his films and so i wondered what you were and it sounds like you went through a really rough time in that film. So I understand if you don't have the strongest memories of him, but what was he like as a director? Cause you'd already worked with the best in the business at this point. Um, Ted, really, Ted was really interesting. I think he was a European gentleman, right? Mm-hmm. He yes. European yeah. He was Belgian, I think. Yeah. yeah. And he was really lovely. I remember working with him and he, I thought he was, you know, I thought he was, he was great. He was great. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't have a really good, Oh, that's okay. I just thought I would ask because there aren't that many people still around who work with him, honestly. I mean, he worked with a core group of people that weren't really in the business that much. He, there were people that worked ex- explicitly for him, basically. For him. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think that with that movie, it was you and Tigger. And I'm trying to remember the third actress now. I haven't seen it in forever. But, um, yeah, that was my only question. But I'm glad I was able to see you, and I miss oh, you. And... Yeah, so happy to see you, honey. I hope yeah. all is well. Is everything Thank good? Thank you. Yes, everything's good. I'm back in New York and doing my thing. And it's funny you mentioned your son's born in April '83. I was September '83, so <laughs> a couple months apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good you seeing you, honey. Baby. Thank you. For... Yes, exactly. I always. Boy. Yes, exactly. I'm just. I'm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Have a good baby. night. Thank you for being here, Janie. Love you too, honey. Uh, May of 83 is when you and I went to prom together. I went to Wanda Whoops Wall Street at the the theater, and 
I didn't have a date and you were my date. So I always tell that story as always. That's right. We did, we, we, we did prom together. That's yeah. right. Aaron is with us from Florida. Aaron, how are you doing today? Sorry, it just took me a second there to do an unmute. I'm doing pretty good. I just wanted to uh, say real quick hello to uh, Rodney Dangerfield, Eric Edwards, and uh, Richard Pachanko. Always great to see you guys, Casey Scott. Um, first of all, Veronica, I just want to say I'm enamored. I adore you. You're one of my uh, top all-time favorites. I really enjoyed a lot of your work. Some of my favorites, of course, would be um, Roommates, Amanda by Night. But um, actually, one of my favorite scenes that you were in uh, off and on was actually in Puss in Boots, where you play the vicious biker gang leader. And you're like yelling and all this in the bar and uh, talking, you know, talking smack to all the army, you know, to all the army women, including Kelly Nichols and, <laughs> and you know, yelling and screaming. Oh, army cunts and all this stuff. And I'm thinking, where's the non-sex scene award for that film for Veronica <laughs> Hart? Because, I mean, I, I thought your comedy in that movie was absolutely ingenious. And then, like, all of a sudden, you know, you, you break into the army, um, the, uh, uh, the platoon, you know, the platoon house. And, you know, no offense, but you got your ass kicked. But it was still a very funny scene. And you did great in it, and you know it's just one of the one of the one of the funniest things I've ever seen that you do. And so I was just kind of wondering if you actually had any stories from that particular film that you would want to share. No, but it was fun. It was fun. I re most recently saw some pictures of myself from it, and it it reminded me of that whole thing. It was Kelly uh, Nichols' big movie, you know, and I was out of the business at that time, and Chuck. Um, Chuck was great. It was like whenever he had some kind of weird part that he didn't know who to give it to, he'd go, ah, give it to Hamilton. She'll do something with it, you know. And so he did, and I just had a great time with it. I mean, it was fun, and we were brawling, and I remember, I think that was the first time I ever knew about breakaway glass, you know, the sugar glass. <laughs> like that. Yeah, we had, that was excellent. Wow. I said, army cunts? That's really naughty. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, you were, I mean, you were saying some pretty pro profane things in some of those scenes. Yay. And I was just, I, I was just, you know, thinking, you know, that was, that had to be one of your greatest non-sex performances that I have ever seen. And I, I do have to say, you know, yes, Roommate's great film. Some of your other ones really great. But Amanda by Night really hit me because I thought you're acting in that film. You deserved an AVN for that. You deserved the nom. You deserved the award. I just thought you did really great how you played against, uh, you know, um, <clears throat> Arbola, Robert Kerman. And I, I just thought that you did terrific in that film. And I just want to point that out because, yes, some of these other films that people point out, you did wonderful in. But Amanda by Night seems to be an underrated performance for you. And I think it should have gotten more acclaim than it did. So it was very interesting that year. Thank, thank you. First of all, thanks, Aaron. I really appreciate that. That's really, really no nice. problem. And it's one of my favorite films as well. I was against myself for Best Actress. There were, uh, uh, I think it was Urban Cowgirls and Amanda by Night at the same time. And that year for the the awards, I was up against myself. 
And so if you have like five movies and you're in two of them and it splits the vote, do you know what I mean? If I would have been right. me. Right. No, that makes sense. One of my films, if I was only up for one film, then perhaps I might have had a chance that year. But people who might have liked me had to cho choose between two films and maybe it split the votes. I don't know. Anyway, no, nah, I didn't get buckets for that. But one of my favorite films, too, and I'm glad you like it. I really, I really love that. I remember watching that and I was devastated by the hope, not the hokey. But the melodramatic music they put behind it, I, 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 would, I don't know. It was just, it was that kind of music that was really cloying and played on your heartstrings or something like that. And I was like, oh, don't do that. Don't do that. It doesn't need this. It was, you know, I don't know. That's, that's how I remember. I, I think you, you kind of uh, may be hypercritical when you look at your work or look at stuff. And I, I don't spend a lot of time looking at myself. Right. I'm, I'm kind of like you. I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm, I'm my biggest critic on anything that I do as well. So I definitely feel where you're coming from. I just want to say I've been really, really excited about taking part in the Zoom session now for quite a while because I've always wanted to meet you in some way, shape or form. And I'm really glad that you decided to do this because, like I said, I'm one of your biggest fans. Oh, and Aaron, that's so kind. That I've just been in awe the whole time that you've been on here. So thank you very much for, for, for joining the group for this. It's really meant a lot. Thank you. Oh, thanks, thank you. Thank, thanks, Patrick. Patrick is the gentleman who invited me. So and, he's, and we, he's the blame for all this. I know. And, and Bill Margo's the blame for all that. So uh, and we've gone way over, and I'm really sorry uh, to take more of Veronica's time, but we do have just a couple more uh, quick ones. Charles from San Fran, how are you doing? Good, good. Having a nice casual Sunday. Right on. Uh, it's so nice to see you, and thank you so much for coming on and, st and talking with us all. I really appreciate that. My usual questions are like, they've all been answered already, because, you know, usually I ask – you know, when we have people, I ask about acting in the, you know, acting backgrounds and like the point and how that kind of fell towards working in the adult industry. So I guess the question I'm going to ask is, how did you get started in working in the adult industry? Well, hmm. Okay. Mm. I've always liked sex, you know. I've always enjoyed sex. I'm a Scorpio. I guess I come by it rightly. And um, I had an accident. In, I'm going to be honest. I had an accident in England where, like, I've got a scar on my shoulder and my hip. And looking back, probably, if you were a model and a dancer and an actress before, and you go through some kind of a, where you feel like you lose your looks and perhaps you're maybe trying to prove that you're still sexy, that you can still turn people on. So that might've been a psychological thing of why I got into it. Um, at the time that certainly wasn't my, my impetus. I'd moved to New York with mm -hmm. a um, legitimate casting director, a guy called Bernie Stiles from Central Casting. I had been in a film called Going in Style as just an extra and um, he had intrigued me. It was the, the first time that I'd ever uh, really been exposed to any kind of a, and I thought I was really worldly and obviously it wasn't any kind of like an s and kind of relationship. He was doing this thing where he was like kind of pretending to be my slave and he kind of wanted to be ordered around. 
It was like weird, but I just, you know, I thought that was interesting. I'd never been exposed to any of that. He said, move out to New York. Uh, a gentleman who wanted to start a music business with me said, why don't you move to New York? We can start a music business together. And I kind of just did that. I moved out there and I found out that Bernie was not the kind of, um, was not the guy for me. Um, I, he almost pushed me out of a, we were uh, at his friend's action park or something like that. And I just had this, this accident, this big accident in England. And I said that I didn't think that anything was worth risking your health because this guy that had made this action park in New Jersey and just had this massive heart attack. And I just said, I don't think anything is worth your health for that. It's just, it's too precious. And it really took offense at that. So I kind of moved out the next day and um, I was, you know, looking in the papers for a place to stay. And Roy Stewart, who is a, who was in the films and who was, um, who's now an incredible erotic photographer. Uh, he has a lot of Toshin books out. He was a gentleman that I went to to rent a room in his loft. He looked at my modeling pictures from England, my acting resume, and he, and you know, I was uh, generous with my love. He said, hey, you should be an adult picture. And I go, oh, don't be kidding. Don't be silly. I'm an actress. I'm not a, you know. And he, he sent me down to, I guess it was the World Theater on 50-something Street in, in New York. And I went in and, I, yeah, they took off their clothes, but they started with clothes. And they were actually acting. And I, I liked having sex anyway. I went, oh, my God. I can act, get paid for it, and have sex too. This is perfect. And that's kind of how I started. Okay. Hey, thanks a lot, Charles. I got I got to move on to, to Zach here. He's been waiting a long time. Zach, what's up? Hey, I uh, can you hear me? You bet. Hi, Zach. Are you on me? Okay. I, I what? Hey, um, I have, uh, I guess, the... I the uh, I the uh, a companion story to uh, Patrick's drum uh, uh, story. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, uh, I'm a little younger, I believe, Patrick. So I guess essentially you might be my first date because uh, around 13, Wanda Whips Wall Street was uh, I believe this old Spice Channel, and you know being a horny uh, little 13 year old, I prepared a whole night and stuff all night to watch it. And like an idiot at the time, I didn't realize it was, that it, that it, it was uh, uh, scrambled. <laughs> so I literally watched the entire film where every five seconds it would go into waves and then get in focusing and then go into waves for whatever the run of the film is, it's by an hour and 10 or 20 minutes. So, I guess I can thank you for now having to wear corrective lens on my uh, driver's license. <laughs> so. I'm so sorry. I hope it did the trick. Was it fun for you? So I went. I, I basically, uh, they said you, uh, you go blind. Well, I, 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 it was the the, the wrong way to go blind. Unfortunately, not literally. I'm kidding. But the, sorry. When they say sorry. like you're going to okay. go blind doing that, I picked the wrong way. But that's that, that, well, uh, my, I guess my and I guess the only. Uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be, I hope I, maybe if I was one of your first, I'm very thrilled to be one of your first, Zach. <laughs> and, 
I guess the only other uh, question I had was I, you, had, you had already mentioned you had had you know did a bunch of pictures for and uh, I, you know some of the intubable stuff, the uh, Maryland Chamber stuff. But um, I, I was wondering why you didn't still direct because I really enjoyed uh, the uh, parody of uh, being John Malkovich. You did uh, the Julie Ashton film. Being Julie like, Ashton, uh, yeah. Being Julie well, we that whole started out as we had this um, new technology and it's called, oh, I don't know, being there. And it was shot from the male's point of view, you know. And if you remember the John Malkovich being John Malkovich, you saw out of his out of his eyes. And that was what we were doing. We were right. shooting point of view stuff. So it kind of was a natural. And um I thought it was so fun. Hey, well, one thing that I don't know, did any of you guys see Lost Heine? It was my um, David Lynch takeoff, and that that I thought was really fun and really broad. I, I have to see it. I love David Lynch. Lost Heine it was a takeoff on, we were going to do Lust Highway from Lost Highway, and then uh, my right. son at the time said, Mom, Lost Heine is much funnier than Lost, Lust Highway. So he did Lost Heine. He would play and the Robert the, Blake The character. Robert Beretta character with a parrot on his shoulder the whole time. And it was, yeah. I loved it. We had, we had, I mean, it was it was really good. Nobody saw it. Nobody fucking saw it. Nobody yeah. knows Not about like it. Not like how to track it down. Yeah, it's called Lost Heine. I don't even know if you can get it. I'll try and get it. I'll try and make a deal with uh, uh, Larry Flint Blot all of our stuff from VCA, you know, under the um, LFP. So I'll see if I can get any rights to it. Because I'd like to see, I don't even have a copy of it myself. And it was so fun. And the music was great because I was with the, the music composer and, and musician at that time. And the music was phenomenal. You had the guy singing on the radiator and the whole, it was, I did a real takeoff on Lynch and nobody heard about it. It was like, did it and gone. All right, thanks a lot, Zach. Hey, we need to get to Steve real quick. Steve, how are you doing today? Where's Steve? Steve is the guy with the beard. Hey, how's it going? Um, Veronica, nice to see you again. Last time was uh, with at uh, Anthology Film Archives when Casey ah, did Ah, in New York, yep. Yep, and um, you were there for Roommates and the uh, Club 90 reunion. Right on. Which was... That was one of the last, one of the, well, there was, uh, we did Cinekink as well, but that was one of the, probably getting towards the last where we were all together, right? Yeah, yeah. Candace was there and uh, everything, and it was a great weekend. Um, it was a lot of fun. I don't have any question. I just, it's good to see you. Thanks, and, Steve. Uh, hope you're you doing well. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a f rough year. Not my favorite year. Not my favorite year for so many reasons, but I'm All right. well, happy hey, to be here. Frank is uh, a technology, uh, technologically struggling, but he is here. And so that's, uh, we got to give a gold star to Frank. Frank, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing uh, very well. Hello, Veronica. Hey, Frank. Uh, Patrick, I think you said uh, that Steve was the guy with the beard. I think most of us have beards. Yeah, I see that. Well, Veronica, I just wanted to, I don't really have a question. I just wanted to thank you for Urban Cowgirls. And then also all your, you've been in so many movies where you were in non-sexuals. You were an excellent actress. All the, uh, you still are an excellent actress. Thank you but so much. 
Thank you. It Frank. always seemed that if they needed somebody to do a non-sex role, you were there and you did it well. And that's you know, all I really have to say. I was always on so many sets and I was hanging out and they go, oh my God, what are we going to do? Yeah, I'll do it. You know, it was like that. It was like that. But it's fun. It's fun. I like acting. And you know, you guys all have beards. I went out and I actually got my hair trimmed for you all. And you can't tell, but I got about six inches taken off of this mop just for you. Nice. Just want you to know. I know that you all got your beards really nice. <laughs> I even comb my hair. Right. Well, thank you very much. And Patrick, thanks for, for hosting this. You bet. Thank you, Frank, for getting on and getting all the right buttons pushed. Last one here, Ray. We need to check with Ray real quick and uh, and we'll let you go for the evening. Ray, how are you doing tonight? Hello. Hey. Hi, Ray. Hi, Pat. Hi, everyone. Hey. I, I really don't have anything, to be honest. I, I just wanted to listen to the stories, so sorry. You, were you entertained or just bored to death? Yeah, I was. It's always nice to hear the stories. So, um, like I said, it's uh, just, I usually do, that's what I usually come on here for anyways. Just to, I just like to listen, to be honest. So. Right on. You're, you're a bit of a voyeur, right, Ray? Something like that, right? There you go. All but, uh, yeah, yeah, but thank you for coming on. Thank you for setting this up, Patrick, and that, that's it. I'm, I'm good. All right, good enough. Well, that's going to conclude everything tonight. We really appreciate Veronica staying on, and we've gone way over, and I'm really sorry to take up all that time again. We're going to be finding uh, Veronica Hart at veronicahart.biz, and she's going to get her website all up and running and uh, be able to um, maybe sign some autographs for us. And, of course, uh, that's always a – a key thing, I've got a ton of pictures uh, for her to sign that people requested. And so things like this, she's going to sign. And so we'll get some of those things worked out in the, in the, in the interim on that. And uh, again, we just thank you so much for, for being with us here. Just fantastic. Thanks, guys, this has been really fun. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you so much for having me. I, it's so good to see my friends, all of you guys again, and also to meet new people. And I, and, uh, I hope you enjoyed it too. It was fun. And if you get a chance, and if you get a chance to talk to Annie Sprinkle, hey, promote this. We'd love to have her as a guest too. And you know, I'm her talking to her on Wednesday. I'll tell her. Tell her it doesn't yeah. hurt. It's just painless, and she. Uh, yeah, and she's so her. good. She's she's wonderful. What a what a fabulous gal she is. You guys are gonna love her. Yeah, you I met her at uh, at the uh, uh, that theater, that cupcake theater that David Berlin yeah. did, and. Uh, yeah. He's yeah, working on another one, and as he's asked me, of all people, to help him out. So that's going to be next year when all this COVID shit's done. So right on. Uh, hopefully you'll be at that. So anyway, I appreciate everybody uh, coming out for the meeting tonight and, and uh, seeing everybody. And I, I hope to see you next week with Ember Snow. She's going to be here next Sunday evening. So thank you. That's awesome. One and all. Awesome. You guys enjoy Amber and enjoy all the girls and guys. And so good to, to see you all. I love you. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks, yeah. guys. Love you.